everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Dedicate Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Ivey. Podcasts are a big commitment with so much else going on, both at home and with Kate Ivey Fitness. So I have decided to do the podcast every second term with some bonus episodes thrown in. So season eight will start back in term one, 2024. Today, I'm chatting to my two wonderful younger sisters, Emma and Lucy. They each share a bit about their lives, including their biggest challenges, motherhood, exercise, and we finish off with some fun questions. I'm so proud of them, and this chat was so fun. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, sisters. Thanks for having us. Yeah, exciting. Yeah, so everyone out there, I'm very excited to introduce my two amazing sisters. You may have trouble understanding us in terms of telling the difference between our voices, but I will make sure I'm clear who I'm asking the question to. And yeah, hopefully it'll all go well. So, Ems, Yo. since you are number the middle child, the number two in the family. I've got the label. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll start with you. Can you just introduce yourself, like tell us a bit about yourself, where you live, kids you have, what you do, that sort of thing? So, hi everyone, my name's Emma. I am the middle child, <laughs> the best one of the bunch. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And I live in Golden Bay, about 10 minutes out of Takaka. I have three children, an eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a nearly four-year-old this week. And we are dairy farming here uh, with my partner, Nathan, who I've been engaged to for, must be coming up eight or nine years. <laughs> When's the wedding? <laughs> Maybe that's what yeah. we should talk about today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's scrap this and do some wedding planning. <laughs> So yeah, that's that's me. Cool. And Lucy? Hi, I'm Lucy, the youngest, very much the youngest, thanks to my two older sisters. And I am in Hawke's Bay with uh, my husband, Sam, and two kids who are four and almost two. And I'm a stay-at-home mum. When I'm not at home, I am a teacher. What I thought we'd do today is talk about a challenge in your life or a learning um, each and then we'll go into motherhood and then we'll go into exercise and then I've got some questions. So Ems, what is a challenge that you've experienced at some point in your life? Now I know you, you know, there's been some that you maybe don't want to talk about and that's totally normal and absolutely fine, but there's one that you thought of. Hopefully you got some sleep last night <laughs> going through all this. Yeah. Well, I guess like when you actually start thinking about this, I think I don't know, it makes you reflect on your life and where you are and where you've been. And and I guess it's like hard to pinpoint something exactly when you haven't had anything what seems like truly significant compared to what other people are going through. Um, so, but I think a lot yeah, of I, people, sorry, a lot of people um, say that and then things come up and they realise that they, you know, have had big things in their lives and it doesn't make challenges that you face any less important. No, definitely. I totally agree. Yeah. Well, I thought of lots of things actually in the end. Once yeah. I said I couldn't think of anything, I yeah. came up with heaps. Yeah. <laughs> but I do know what you mean. Yeah. Like for me, it's really obvious. I have a child with special needs. It's really obvious. That's a big challenge. Yeah. But yeah, you do yeah, have to really totally. think about what I mean what they are yeah. yeah so I guess for me what I was thinking about is kind of like my journey I guess up until now and how I found I guess my career later on 
Yeah. And then the challenges that that has posed with having a family and being quite isolated. Mm-hmm. So without going through too much, you know, I spent like my high school years, you know, learning, but also partying and everything like everyone else does. And then, you know, I spent some time studying and at university and then I went overseas and then I came back to Golden Bay actually. And I was working in Golden Bay, just in a bar. And then I left there. Well, where I'm going with this is I feel like all my jobs, I always started to move up but then I moved on to another job you know I started working in the bar and then I became the duty manager and then I moved back to Christchurch I started working for thrifty car rentals and then I moved up to a manager position there earthquakes happened moved to Takaka and started working for Westpac Bank and then moved my way up there to the point where I couldn't go any further but by this point you know, I was in a much more isolated area, so the opportunities weren't as great. And I guess working from home wasn't necessarily such an option back then, because this is probably, let's say, nine to 10 years ago. I guess that's where I found like my real passion. But I was probably 25 or 26 and living in Golden Bay. So what opportunities did that provide for me? We went on a holiday to Australia and I saw they were advertising for people at Manly Beach in Australia. And I was like, right, I want to go there, you know. Yeah. And then um, I was in Takaka and then they offered me a promotion to work over in Nelson. Um, so then I had to toy with the idea of like traveling for work and staying over and all that kind of thing. So where was I going? What was my direction in life? Mm. I was kind of a little bit lost, I guess, because. I was wanting to start this career. I was going to um, courses in Christchurch and things about fraud within the bank. And I loved like the compliance side of things, which I'd done when I was in Takaka. Um, As opposed to the customer service or the sales, I really liked the behind the scenes investigating kind of stuff. (laughs) I can picture that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was like, I'm, you know, I, I would say by that stage, I was probably 26. Nathan was pretty involved with the farm. And then all of a sudden, here I am trying to have my own new career that I'm just establishing now. Yeah. And you're so passionate, so, right? You're like loving it. Yeah. yeah. I loved it. And so then I guess to cut a long story short, that's how we ended up starting a family is because it was like, where are we going? What mm-hmm. are we doing? So starting to have those conversations. But then I guess as time's gone on and I've now got my three children, I've still got that burning desire in me. Mm-hmm. That I feel like I haven't done necessarily. It's not that I haven't done what I was capable of, but I just feel like I, um, yeah, I haven't done everything that I want to do. But mm-hmm. how does that look for me now? I'm and you know I'm entrenched in motherhood. I'm, I've got three people that need me, and then I've got a a partner who's incredibly busy who also needs my support as well. Yep, and you still live so, in Takaka. Like there's still that I same. Still live in Mm. Yeah. So I guess like without sounding too doom and gloom, it's like I feel like all the cards are against me, so to speak. So I guess that's the struggle has been for mm-hmm. me is like having to settle for something else. Yeah. And it's not that it's something less, it's just something else mm-hmm. that has filled my cup in other ways. Yeah. So how that's how that's worked for me though, I guess, is I, I've been lucky enough to be able to like work my way into a role on the farm um so I do the employment um health and safety compliance kind of side of things here 
So that's actually, I've been incredibly lucky to be able mm-hmm. to have that opportunity. Um, and I guess, yeah, it's made me, I don't know, I guess appreciate where, where I am and that I can still do what I want to do here. Um, yeah, I guess to get some of that satisfaction is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So do you have, like, yeah, no, totally. But do you yeah. have days where, yeah. you, where you think about it, where you feel like, you know, there really is a scratch that needs itching? Yeah, well, like sometimes I feel like I get way too overdressed to be working at home. <laughs> and so it's <laughs> days like that that I think it's the, that's the burning desire in me to want to be in the city in the high heels getting yeah. amongst it. I yeah. have that in me. Yeah. And I'm not in my high heels at home on the farm, but <laughs> sometimes that's the next best thing. <laughs> but then on those days, I guess that's when you I reflect to pulling on those things about how lucky I actually am to have the opportunity that I do have. Yeah. And just making that work for me. Um, and then looking at all the positives, I guess, you know, I get to be my own boss. Um, I, I can manage my own time with that, obviously. So I can attend so much of the children's things. It makes mm-hmm. for late nights or early starts, but I have so much flexibility. Um, but I guess it, it is always a struggle as well, I guess, because I, so I wouldn't call it a struggle, but I, I can be, you know, like I, what I'm doing is so important to me. But then it might not be the most important thing to everybody else within the business. Okay. So yeah. here I am. You know what I mean? So, so you're, it means so much to you because it is more than the role. It is your sense of self and doing something yes. that feels like it's yours. And people so, don't yeah. understand quite how important it is to you. Yes, exactly. So it's like um, I've, I've had to learn to be so patient and I've also had to learn that there's more than one way to skin a cat so to speak mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be my way mm-hmm. um even though I still think my way was the better way <laughs> um, so is that like some sort of decisions within the business that someone else makes and you think should have been done differently yeah I guess a lot of that comes to like down to priority like what I think needs to be prioritized um and what other people think is, is the priority mm-hmm. um you know some of that you know, without getting into too much detail, is and it's you know some of that is like to do with um, like staff. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a staff member, so I know how crucial um, the staff are and their voice and just all that side of things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, just like teaching other people within the business. I guess that that's actually a really component uh, important component of what we do as well. Um, yeah awesome and um, do you feel like you're being heard I think so yeah and like uh, you know I feel like it's actually been you know it's a great mix I guess I've got that uh, we're lucky as a business that I've got that you know Nathan hasn't um, worked a lot for other people Mm -hmm. Um, and then my other business partners are you know, semi-retired farmers. So they're farming in a different generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess I've actually added quite a lot of value to our business in that space. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
Yeah, and I guess who wants to be involved with compliance and employment contracts? And yeah, they'll be so stoked of- that you're into it. Yeah. yeah, whereas I really like that. I like to get it all organised and, um, and I don't know, I like to make a bit of a fuss. So, yeah, no, it's good. And have you seen um, a direct result of things that you've introduced and and in, in, in the staff and, and, you know, is there less turnover? Yeah, so, yeah, we've got amazing staff retention. Um, and I do think that is from, like, a lot of, like, you know, little things, like a little bit of attention to detail, I guess. Um, and I guess I've tried to keep up with, um, you know, the tech, technology side of things and so where that comes into play is when you get your um, inspections and things like that from Fonterra I probably didn't say but I did say we're dairy farming didn't yeah, I yeah. yeah so I guess I've like kept us all up to speed in that space and then in terms of like the accounting and business sides of things like I guess I've held us up at that end as well um, while other people kind of got on board with you know modern programs and systems and things like that awesome have has it been hard dairy farming over the last few years you know with um you know people getting their backs up about dairy farmers um I know you guys have sort of kept ahead of you know with your processes and things like you switched to what was it you switched to with the days on and off to make it better for your staff and also um better for the cattle or something yeah well um we did uh like a 10 and 7 um, milking regime so it meant that we milked uh, 10 times in the seven days which meant weekends um, were only once a day and then also Tuesdays and Thursdays so that was really awesome um, I think the big thing is the weekends because yeah. most yeah. staff don't want to work the weekend so if you are just working the morning and then essentials only you know you can be home by 10 o'clock in the morning um, and have the rest of the day so um but I mean, I guess you know, it has been challenging in a way, but I guess it's also been a great opportunity as a you know, a dairy farming business owner to like look at our processes and how people are treated, how animals are treated, how the land's treated, and make sure that we are doing it to the best of our ability. Because um, I guess everybody can improve hmm. um, in one way or another. And it, nothing is, um, you know, nine times out of 10, no one's purposely you know, not doing things to the best of their ability, but sometimes things just get overlooked, I guess, or you just don't think about it. Mm. It's so just how it's there. always been sort of thing. It's just... Yeah, exactly. What yeah. don't fix, why fix what's not broken or whatever, mm-hmm. but actually when you start to look at things, some things can be changed. So, I mean, I really enjoy a challenge. So I think it's been, it's been good. And I guess it's been great for us moving, uh, you know, like working in a business relationship with the older generation because they have their old... Um, the older generation style of farming, great ideas, great Kiwi ingenuity, um, all that side of things. And then us younger generation have come in and and we see like a different need, I guess, within a business. So it actually works really well for us. Awesome. Um, in that respect, yeah. That's so nice. And do you have any questions for Emma Luce? Oh. Uh, no, but I absolutely loved um, listening to it and found it really interesting how your journey, you know, like at the bank and at Thrifty and things all actually made, there's so many connections between those jobs and your current job. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like you just need to get out and have life experience, have work experience, life experience, and you learn so much from it, don't you? And you can apply it to 
whatever you did exactly like it, it, when I look back and like I guess this was like a perfect opportunity to look back to to you know 20 years ago I guess I should say God, and, I can't believe we talk like that now right yeah that's, can you not <laughs> and I guess yeah like all those valuable lessons I've learned along the way and um you know like I love I love talking to people I love hearing what people have got to say and I love giving people providing people with an opportunity um because you know I guess I feel like um you know some of my learnings in the past have taught have made me see that you know everybody doesn't always have everyone doesn't get it right the first time mm-hmm. so it's like I like to nut out what's the core problem why is this person not performing or why is this happening and then kind of help them to be a better person Amazing. Um, you know and I feel like that's probably come from um you know different experiences along the way yeah um because yeah, is so that sort of along the lines of like people's behavior and stuff being basically trying to tell you something that's like a reaction yeah, to so. yeah. a challenge or something that they're not happy about or you know where their head's at yeah, I think so. Because I think for me, you know, growing up, I had I had no real direction about what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. You know, I didn't know that I'd be into, you know, compliance. I wouldn't say book work, but you know, like yeah, like yeah. compliance. I mean, I'm so far from I'm from the law. It's not funny if you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, yeah. I shouldn't probably say that. But you know, like I'm not <laughs> an, a, by any strength. But then I love it's and it, it's not the it's not the being good about it or the, or the doing the right thing about it. all it is to a certain extent but I just I like I just find it really interesting and I love nutting out how to get there. I guess it's a lot of problem solving mm-hmm. um, so why do you think that you took so long to sort of really find your place and sort of the the root the you know cause of this question the reason for this question is I'm picturing if I had a child who was struggling to sort of find their way and what they wanted to do you know what would you recommend I would recommend just supporting them through because they will find the answer in the end yeah and I guess it's like lowering your expectations of a person so like somebody that's fresh out of school with what they want to do because they'll they'll figure it out Mm. and like you were saying, you know, life experiences can be just as valuable as mm. going straight to a university and not knowing what you're doing. I mean, potentially mm. it's even more valuable, you mm. know? Because there yeah, is so do. much pressure when you're at high school. What are you going to do? What do you want to be when you grow up? All this stuff. And it's exactly. it's like you're so young. I feel like I didn't know. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I didn't know. And I, I was just lost. Yeah. And But then everything I – it sounds – terrible but like everything I gave a go at I was I was good at or okay Mm. at and but I I didn't know what to do like you didn't have one thing because you're pretty good at everything you didn't have one thing that stuck out like I was like okay I can do sport that's like the only thing I can do sports and maths or like my thing so okay I'll go and do PE and get into fitness whereas you were good at pretty good at everything but you didn't have like one standout thing is that sort of what you mean yeah. I think so. Like, I just didn't know. I just, yeah, I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. But I guess I was quite a, a social person and I guess without realizing it. Yeah. And I guess, you know, like getting to know so many different people with all, through all walks of life has like really put me in good stead for the position I'm in now because yeah. deal with people 
all sorts of different people mm. often. And I guess because my knowledge of farming isn't great, I mean, it's better than a lot of other people's probably would be, but it's not, it's not great. So for me to like have that communication with people on the farm without having a farming connection, I need those people skills. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. 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 This is so cool. Like we wouldn't normally, no, you know, I, talk okay. about this stuff in detail. It's really, really nice. Yeah. yeah. And I feel I so proud of you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Honestly, it's been it's so, really so cool. amazing to listen to. Yeah. Um, especially from a younger sister's perspective and an older sister's perspective. Like, you know, seeing you go through through your, you know, twenties and stuff and not knowing all of this, you know, was was happening for you and only hearing about it now and yeah yeah well just, I guess uh, at the time I may not have even realized it was happening for me yeah if you know what I mean like it's yeah. almost like it, it, it's only when you sit down like I feel like I I'm so much more reflective of on my life in the last few years than I've than I've ever been I've never even thought to even look think about the past and, and what it meant if you know what I mean yeah. so I guess you're just living and I guess that is a big thing it's like trying to be present and just living so it's like you don't often look back and work out why it is you got to this point. Yeah. I think yes. also all of us often are like, you know, on to the next thing, you know, we're very much just doers. So you're like, right, I've ticked that off. I'm on to the yeah. next mm-hmm. thing, tick that off. We don't really kind of stop and reflect yeah. on on what we've done, whether it's in terms of achievement or, or challenges we're always looking ahead. Mm. I think it's very much a thing of getting older though. You do start sort of analyzing your life a lot more and your emotions and yeah, you start to really take it. Yeah. Different. I feel like once I've started to have children of at the age that I can remember being a child has made me really, really reflective because I'm like, (sighs) you realize how short life is. Yeah, that's I think freaky. That's it, like, so freaky. Yeah. And you look at mum and dad and, and things and you're like, oh my goodness, like that'll be us just in the click of a finger. So I guess it yeah. does make you um it's really you does. Know, enjoy the day and be grateful for it and mm. well what has mum always said that youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, sure is. All right, loose challenge. The challenge. Um, so, so at first, I found it hard to to identify like one significant thing. Um, you know, definitely feel really privileged in that there hasn't been. Um, you know, I feel like I've haven't huge experienced huge amount of trauma or or anything um, like that. But touch wood, touch wood, Lucy, yeah. touch wood. Yeah. Hey, other than having your baby on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, I think that was more traumatic for everyone else. That was in the car. <laughs> we can um, go into that in our motherhood part. So, so one challenge, um, and it's kind of linked. It has so many different links now that I think about it, is um, the cyclone that happened for Hawkes Bay and um, Gisborne Tarafati area in February. Um, just it's the isolation that occurred um, from it. You know, we didn't have any. Um, damage to our property you know we were really safe um, whereas people down the road weren't, weren't as fortunate as us but you don't realize how far away 
you are from others um, until you have no electricity, no communication. Um, and, and I didn't realize how much that would affect me. And I looked back and realized, you know, as time has gone on, that it's actually taken me a little bit of time to work through that uh, in terms of being away from my family um, and how quickly you can be away from your family um, as well. Um, so we didn't have power for a month um, and we had probably really limited um, cell phone communication for the first or at least a week. Um, and, and that was, was actually quite um, scary in a way that being a self-confessed control freak, I had no control, you know, what was happening um, for, for me. I uh, didn't know what was happening down the road, wasn't able to talk to people when I wanted to, wasn't allowed to, wasn't able just to turn the tap on and there was hot water, wasn't yeah. able just to go and have a shower. Um, make a coffee, turn the TV on for the kids. Um, yeah, everything that daily I think of just being the norm was then just just not at all the norm. Mm. Um, and and just how quickly that that happened was was definitely a challenge, and I definitely didn't expect it to go on for so long. And how long um, was it that you couldn't leave the house for? Uh, it was it was only a few days um, because Sam was able to drive through like more of a four wheel drive part. But if I didn't have him, then it would have probably been at least a week. Um, yeah, so that that was definitely um, a, a challenge that I feel like I'm stronger because of it because um, it's made me realise how the simple things are so crucial to how we like to live. Mm. Um, and that I'm in control of my time rather than, um, you know, being dictated by outside at the same time. Like it was was good to learn, okay, so so yes, this isolation is scary, but I can handle it and I can I can change accordingly, you know, be resilient um, about it. So what did you do for meals and all that type of um, thing? How did you pass the days? Yeah, so um, it was it's little things like to get boiling water, um, you know, or to wash the dishes that you had to, um, you know, boil it on the on the gas hob before washing the dishes. So just like thinking ahead a little bit more, um, like the and, old days. Yeah, it very much was, and like no fridge. It was quite scary. The kids had sore tummies the, the whole time because modern fridges just don't have. Um, the capability to stay cold so um, at night we um, lent our generator to some neighbours um, so we didn't have our fridge or freezer to um, on electricity and back in the morning it was back up to 15 degrees so really going back to basics is what happened and like going on from that you know I get up earlier in the morning because I realised because I had to get up a little bit earlier to get stuff done um, before the kids woke up with because of the no power and things, that actually getting up earlier isn't as hard. Like I can do hard things, like yeah. live without power, like live without a, a cell phone and and things like that. So just kind of going going back to basics and not relying on things like I would have, you know, beforehand. 
how do you think it would have been for people who had like a new baby during that time? I can't even imagine what that would have been like. Yeah, it would have been so, so challenging, especially if you're somebody, you know, I like people and that's definitely something about motherhood that I've struggled with more than I realised is how much I like talking to to other adults um, and other people. So to not have that much communication with other adults during that time, um, that that was really hard. So, so if tenfold, if you've got a new baby and you know it's your first one and you had this dramatic life change, yeah, I just can't even imagine what that would have been like. How's the Hawkes Bay community doing now in general? Do you think? Um, that that they're, they're exhausted is um, definitely. Um, the word we're getting from from the education sector in particular a little bit dumbfounded at how um, councils and things have gone about it going forward there's still you know you can still see the cyclone was here there's so much evidence all around and people are closer like our community in Pukitaku we are definitely a closer community because of it Um, so our area's got lots of lifestyle blocks so people, most people work in town and would just, you know, wave to each other on the driveway, you know, lots of shared driveway situation. Um, but with the cyclone, you absolutely had to get to know your neighbours. It was, that's how a lot of people had access to drinking water because some people only have rainwater. So to be able to have drinking water, washing water, etc., um, you had to get to know your neighbours and you realised, again, like just going back to the simple things of, going over um, for a cup of tea with your neighbours or going over there for dinner. Um, I think that's been really positive for our community. How about the kids, like, when, you know, in your teaching roles, can you see how much it's impacted them? Um, Absolutely, absolutely. Um, And we've had continued rain throughout the winter and spring, which I kind of, yeah, would be extremely triggering for some some children. you know, you hear about children that are climbing up trees when um, it's raining or uh, really windy because they're getting away from the flooding. And mm. um, I think the most thing I see that is probably so much of the mind is how just quickly it, it all happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't think it, we didn't realise it was going to happen. Mm. Just, just that lack of control is quite. Because mm. there um, was obviously lots of warnings and stuff, but they were making out that it'd be worse places that would be hit would be Tairawhiti, but also Auckland and maybe maybe Hawke's yeah, Bay, but and, not really. And previously, um, they um, had there been heaps of warnings for Auckland, and it didn't come to as much as they expected. So, um, yeah, we we didn't think as much of it because of that that's mm. for, for our family but certainly we were absolutely wrong yeah so so like to summarize the challenge was realizing how far away I am from you guys like I just never you know you were talking before about once you know getting on to the next thing when we decided to move up here after uni I never thought about the fact that I'd one day have children and be married and be so far away from you guys mm. like it is pretty so, crap how, I mean, obviously some people have siblings overseas and it's much further, but f- yeah. for all of us, like sometimes we can go over a year without seeing each other. Mm. And normally right. we probably see each other once or twice a year. Yeah. 
Um, Not ideal. Yeah. They, it would um, be nice to be close. Oh, totally. How we can, um, you know, make it an extended stay, though, when we do catch up, you know? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. and I do like and uh, we all stay. Yeah, it's overnight stuff and, like, Christmas, we're all there for a few days instead of just, yeah. you know, some families just go to their, um, go and have lunch with their family and then go their separate ways. But we get real quality time, don't we? Yeah, you get over the small talk really quickly. Yeah, and our kids get to know each other on that deeper yeah. level because they're playing for days on end rather than just over lunch. Yeah, and sleeping each other's rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, right. Because we didn't have that growing up, really. We um, no. sometimes with dad's side of the family because we didn't see them very often. Um, so we'd go to Tisring and have a few days and stuff there. But with mum's side, it was just like lunch and then out we went. Yeah. Lunch and afternoon, yeah. So, Lucy, talking about sort of what Emma spoke about, did you always know what you wanted to do? Good question. No. And I felt like it was university was the only option. I always had in my head that I really liked teaching and wanted to do something with children. But at 18, I was not ready to do teaching. So that's why I did the commerce degree just as a thing to do for lack of, and something that interested me eventually. But but certainly that the jump to university was not, not a great time, not a time in my life I'd like to relive. So why was um, that? I was definitely just going to uni because that's what you kind of did. Mm. So realistically, I should have just gone out and worked for three years yeah. or whatever and then done teaching when I was a bit older. Yep. So what happened but, at uni? You know, what was the... Oh, just, just so overwhelmed by by the level that was required for the topics I chose. Just, just kind of a bit ignorant. Like I chose um, French at first uh, for my first semester. Were you doing no, French or all three? No. You're supposed to That's have your school. Cool. But you're supposed to have your schooling. Like you do biology at uni. I it know. carries on from simple form. I know, but that was or to covers go it away, but... international business, which went with the accounting and economics and stuff that I was doing at high school. Yeah. And that required, you know, going to class all of the time, which because I was quite sick. Oh, that's right. Glandular fever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a massive part of your life I was like 48 kilos at one stage like just so unwell and just not realizing I, I just thought it was the normal to go out on a you know Thursday night and a Saturday night and then be in bed for a significant amount of the next week just so crook yeah and I, you know it's hard I don't have kids you know anywhere near the age that of stuff that I can remember um, but I know already that I'm going to find it hard balancing um, how much involvement I have with them and how much leeway I get them because I feel like I was given a lot of, not free reign, but lots of choice and lots of say and autonomy that led me to not necessarily making decisions I would make today. But that's growing up, isn't it? Isn't yeah, that normal? I suppose. And then yeah. if you over-protect kids, then they rebel. Mm. Not yeah. always. Sometimes. Yeah. Each child, yeah. everyone's different. I know. It's harder. Yeah. So hard. But um, 
yeah, what I can't remember what your original question was. Oh, yeah, what was hard about uni? Yeah, just that I was sick and just felt so outside of my comfort zone, and I hadn't really been outside my comfort zone that much. You know, I was the third Patterson girl at, at school, so everybody knew who I was, and um, just assumed people just assumed they knew me because they knew my sisters, and I was just a, another one of of you guys. So, um, so being outside my comfort zone just wasn't wasn't on my radar what so did you just feel like you fitted in quite easily like for example I see Emmy she starts school and because she's the third in the family she's already been into the school hundreds of times it's not new whereas when Olivia started school it was new for me new for her yeah different is that just what you mean like just the newest at something no yeah like I you know think how many times I'd been to the boarding house before starting yeah and even Dunedin, you would have been down and seen the hostels yeah. down in Dunedin. Yeah, but that was definitely the start of getting outside my comfort um, you know, definitely felt outside my comfort zone as soon as I went down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, cool. but hey, it's all, all been good, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Long run. Like you say, it's all just part of growing up. Yeah. Life's just a big game, I reckon. <laughs> Is there a prize at the end? Is that just because you're competitive that you want it to be a game? No, no, I just think it's like we're so insignificant, but we think we're yeah. so significant. And um, it's like just a series of tests. Yeah. See what you do. You think, I don't know. I just get those thoughts sometimes when you like look up the stars and see there's like solar systems everywhere. Yeah. There's probably life, yeah. so much life out there. And yeah. we're one of billions of people. Yeah. I don't know. It's just... Oh, I read somewhere, I wish I could remember what it was, but, you know, how many how many ancestors we've, we've all got? Yeah, that's weird, eh? And, like, the chance of actually being born is, like, yeah. crazy because yeah. the people, the right people have to actually meet for you to <laughs> have happened. I'm going to look it up. M, motherhood. Hard, hardest part, was it what you expected? 20 generations. What's um, what are you looking up? Sorry, it's 20 generations have come before us. Is that tracing back to Adam and Eve? Thought it'd be more than that. Or is it the gorillas? It's 800 years. Oh, I just I should have looked at it properly. I don't know. Anyway, just carry on. Sorry, Loose, we're doing the big sister thing. No, you're right. This is what it you've always always hated, haven't you? I know. I know. And I was going to laugh. Too. I couldn't look at you in the face. <laughs> and you know that I'm the most nervous in these kind of situations. <laughs> I wish there was no. I thought there wasn't going to be a camera, and I was so much happier about that. It's only so we can see each other, and we can see each other's like we can have a proper conversation. Yeah. Um, but this is what poor Lucy's had to put up with. Like we don't take her seriously because she's just a little child, and she's like, guys. I'm 30 or 32 now, like, honestly. Hey, well done, you got that right, yeah. Nearly 33, Lucy. And the amount of times you guys call your children Lucy. (laughs) Do we, do you do it to you? But you don't seem to do it to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Lucy. (laughs) It's why I like my comfort zone. (laughs) Oh, we love you, Lucy. I know you do. I'm great. Family dynamics are so interesting, eh? Like, yeah. And how quickly you go back into them. Yeah. But I get like emotional before I see, when I see you guys, when I haven't seen you for ages. Yeah. Um, it's like, 
like I, I don't realize how much I actually miss you. And I guess that's sort of like what you're saying, Luce. We sort of just go about our lives. And then when the earthquakes happened, that was a, not the earthquake, sorry, the cyclone, a big reminder to you how much you do miss your family. Mm. And it's the same with me. I just live my life and then um, like go and see you and like get overwhelmed just mm. seeing you. And like the, as soon as you can't do something, that's all you want to do. Like I wasn't going to see you guys that week, but shit, all I wanted to do was see my family. Yeah. I was driving home the other day and for some reason I just started picturing Kate driving up the road because I guess I was must have been sub- subconsciously thinking about the fact that Kate was coming in January mm. and it made me get all tears in my eyes and stuff because I was like picturing you driving up the road to my house. Yeah, because we both, we passed each other on the road that day when I was going to see Emma and we both started like had tears as we passed each other. It was a, yeah, yeah. and I get it when I see you too, yeah. Luce. Mm. yeah we um should have all just married like canary farmers or Christchurch farmers or something I think that's what mum had in mind didn't she yeah (laughs) she still talks about it I'm like too late (laughs) oh too good right in motherhood yes how's it been um oh I mean a roller coaster (laughs) I guess like everybody else um it's been awesome. I definitely think um, it's true that no one can prepare you for what it's going to be like. It doesn't matter. There's no point in reading any books or getting anybody else's experience because it's totally different to even that, if you know what mm. I mean. Um, I guess just the intenseness of it. Mm. Um, the intenseness eh, in both the love you have for your kids and how challenging it can be. Yes. Yep. Everything's just so much, yeah, magnified, I guess. Mm. Yeah, it's been, what can I say? So, yeah, I've got, um, what have I got? Eight, six, and nearly four. Um, It's been, I guess, a big change for me going from two to three as opposed from one to two. Um, I guess it's probably fallen maybe because of where we've progressed kind of in the business, um, or progressed probably isn't the right word, but where we have sat in the business um what you've taken on and we've taken on I guess like things have really ramped up and got busier and then we brought another child into the mix so that was quite and not just any old child (laughs) (laughs) the funniest little kid you'd ever meet in your life yeah 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 so like um she challenges me every day I guess more so than my other two. Um, Karma. <laughs> yeah, totally. I thought she was your spirit animal, Kate, not mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, like I guess, again, when you've asked us about, um, you know, to think about, you know, things that have happened in our life and, the, and how it's shaped us and all that kind of thing, I guess... When I look back to my nine years of parenting, almost nine years of parenting, I think I probably have struggled my way through, say, the last seven years. I guess struggles are maybe a bit savage, but just like mucked my way through. But it I doesn't do look like, like now, that from the outside in. Looking at it, no, it looks like you're absolutely nailing it. Well, I guess I was, but I guess it wasn't easy. So yeah. I was. You know, it was just like a grind, the daily grind. But I feel so like now that you're struggling, not what you were doing. Yes, yeah, I guess that that's right. 
Um, but I guess now I feel like I'm kind of coming out a different side now where um, Sophie, my youngest, is much more independent. Um, so it's, I don't know, I feel like my parenting journey is starting to take a bit of a different course. Um, my older children are getting much more involved in sports um, and things like that. So like we're kind of getting out more and I'm going to watch things more as yeah. opposed to. Um, it's a lot more enjoyable, to, uh, isn't it? You're sort of living life enjoyable. together rather than living your life yeah. to keep them, you know, like you you can yes. go to things and the kids have fun and you have fun. Yes, exactly. And like, I feel like it's, um, you know, like, I guess been a really healthy thing for like Nathan and Maya's relationship as well, because you can kind of go out and enjoy each other and have quality time together without having to think, oh, I've got to get home because so-and-so needs fed or so-and-so needs to be put to bed or hmm. just all that sort of thing. There's just so much more free time. Um, Dropping daytime naps is like a key yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like, cool guys, let's just go for a swim down the river and everyone just grabs their own togs and towel and yeah. you just go. Whereas in the past it almost felt like too hard because by the time you picked up everything, it was like, yeah. oh my goodness, you know, an hour later and then you're going and then the sun's gone or, you know, like it's yeah. just, everything's so much more spur of the moment and, um, and yeah, no, it's um, definitely taking a different course, which is awesome. Um, do, do you think you lost your um, sense of self and self-identity? Definitely. Um, oh, I guess that's been an interesting thing because I guess amongst all that, I was trying to establish a role for myself within the business like I touched on before. So I was kind of hanging in there with my identity. Um but then definitely in terms of um, going out places and like my chat, like I yeah. felt like my chat was like <laughs> just kids and stuff. So I think with that, I feel like I like lost a lot of my identity. It's like, hang on, these people don't want to hear about what your two-year-old's been up to. They, you know, so I think I probably struggled a little bit in that sense, but um. Yeah, so overall, yes, I'd say so, yes, but not too badly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And what about um, your births? Well, obviously, we'll go on to Lucy's. Um, yep. You had yours early. Yes, yeah. Which I was super early, and I thought I would inherit that gene and have really yep. kids born early, yep. which why I don't know why it's such a big deal, but any day that goes by, that's past your due date or even before your due date just feels like an eternity, doesn't it? Yes, oh, totally. I, I can remember talking to you, Kate, actually, when I was um, pregnant with Belle, my mm. first child. So it was your birthday, obviously, on the 4th of February. And I was due, I can't remember if I was due, was I due on the 27th of Feb or yeah, so? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and I remember you saying, oh, you know, have a baby today, you know, how cool would it be to yeah. have birthday and stuff like that and I was like, more like laughing and I was like joking around you know totally oblivious that two days later I was going to have the baby so yeah, yeah three weeks three weeks early which isn't hugely early but it's it's so it's just I was any further early and I would have had to go to Nelson to have bow mm -hmm. but um anything three weeks 40 weeks you can have Antarctica yeah so yeah so Belle, I think, was born at lunchtime 
um, I literally, my, I hopped out of bed, my waters broke. And then the um, midwife said, jump in the car. So I was going to go to Nelson anyway, um, jump in the car and start making your way over to Nelson. Maybe stop somewhere nice to have lunch because this is going to be the last time you and Nathan can spend some time together without being parents for the rest of your life. <laughs> and so then she said, I better just check you um, before you go. And so luckily she did that. She was like, oh, uh, we need to get up to the Takaka hospital. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> and it was too long ago, long ago. But anyway, Belle was born by lunchtime. So thank goodness we didn't start. What time did you that wait? Was- like, what, like four hours or something? So that was like 10 o'clock in the morning when she took oh, me. So yeah. So like two hours. So Belle, yeah. So Belle was born within three and a half hours of my waters breaking. Um, and then it just, the trend just got quicker and quicker. So Lucas, um, I woke around 11 and he was born at 10 to one in the <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs> and then Sophie was even quicker. I can't even think. She was probably from woe to go was probably an hour and a half. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, I remember with Sophie um, being my youngest, of course, I still remember so much about it. I won't by the time she's Belle's age. She, yeah, I think we left here around 10 o'clock in the morning, had her at Takaka Hospital, which is basically just a glorified motel room. Um, And then I was back at home by three o'clock that afternoon. And then the next day I was, in the office paying people's wages and it was just life as usual (laughs) it's so good so good (laughs) okay Luce motherhood how's Uh, it been hardest part was it what you expected uh, yeah so so haven't been I've only been a mum for four years but um like you said before you know the challenges and the love are so much more extreme than I imagined um I definitely thought I could handle being at home with them for longer periods of time. Like I'm surprised at how much I'd need adult interaction. Um, definitely learned that. I I don't know, but what what the expectation is before going into anything is is never the the reality and. Uh, you just don't know day to day what's going to happen, which, as as said previously, when you're you know like to be in control, that's definitely quite a big um, challenge. So I'm definitely looking forward to, like you were talking about earlier, you know, a bit more of um, school and then after after school activities rather than right. I've got you know 12 hours between wake up and bedtime that I need to. To create an, you know, an environment that, uh, you know, is engaging and, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's lots of learning, blah blah blah. You know, all these things that you try and do um, as a mum. I thought I'd be better at better at those things, like creating cool activities, being a teacher. Uh, but it's I've realised that there's just so much difference between, you know, children less than eight years old and children over eight, and having really only taught. 12 year olds um I was not at all already for the creativity that I feel like is required to make cool activities for kids also it's harder um, when it's when they're your own and when yeah, and you've also got young. so many other things to do at the same time yeah and I just thought that it, you know I've always loved playing with um you know my nieces and nephews 
and I thought that I'd be as relaxed and as chilled and as creative with my own kids but I, yeah. I'm not I'm actually like oh god I need you know that's the washing machine I need to put that out it's hard to um it's been harder to separate the two I thought I wouldn't care about the washing being out or not but I care mm-hmm. more about it than I thought yeah <laughs> because I suppose because that's what I can control yeah have you um, um I can't help it but have you thought about talking to someone about your need for control and what it stems from? Um, oh, I think it goes back to the comfort zone. I don't think it's as bad as probably you guys might perceive it. No, I'm not perceiving it. It's just what you've um, what you've self-proclaimed. You know what? Oh, you've yeah, well, it's, it's just one of my characteristics. But no, no, I I don't don't feel like feel like that because if if I can do what I've been doing for the last four four years with the kids, then I I feel like I don't have a problem being in control because I haven't you know you can't control kids yeah it doesn't necessarily be a mean it's a problem sorry I'm just deep in mindset work at the moment and I believe that everyone should do it um so that's why I just sort of question that um yeah I'd say the control thing for me goes into the being in the comfort zone I know what what to expect and kind of what is required of me so yeah, that that part of motherhood, I thought that I would. Yeah. Do you think you lost your sense of self or self identity? Well, I've been thinking about that since you asked to Emma, and I kind of think identity and sense of self is so constantly evolving. I definitely think parts of me became more limited, but then parts of me um, evolved more. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so it just, for me, I wouldn't say yes or no. I'd just say that it was a change in my life, just like a lot of other changes that can occur. Um, I don't think that now this is what I'm going to be like in five years in terms of my self identity Mm -hmm. or or even in the next six months and going back to the cyclone, you just don't know how things are going to change. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm probably a bit more aware of that and being open to, to change and, um, being flexible both within who I am and and the environment that I live in. You've got back into teaching again? Yep, yep, doing the odd days um, relieving. I've got two weeks coming up in December, which I'm looking forward to just to see what it would be like me working. I don't plan on going to work full-time anytime soon, but just what it would be like um, for our family, Mm -hmm. how we will um, be able to, um, juggle that and you know it's so lucky I absolutely love teaching teaching is the career that I uh, foresee myself going back to um, in some sort of capacity um, so so that part of my identity stepping back from that for motherhood it's been cool knowing that I made that right choice and you know not everybody gets to gets the opportunity to have a career they love so I do love teaching the paperwork side of it, I don't love. So I could probably um, get Emma to do. Yeah, I was just going to say. More compliance. Look it over to Emma. Um, sure. Um, <laughs> and, you know, making um, new procedures and, and, and things. Um, you know, there's definitely a job for the Ministry of Education for you, Emma, because <laughs> quite a few procedures that need to change there. Cool. Again. And so, so this is the thing, like I've had these, this is the lo- longest conversations I've had in so long and I can't freaking remember your question after two minutes. 
that is you you oh. are deep in the trenches at the moment four and two oh, four and nearly two hell <laughs> just make and I think that's that's the part of motherhood no one expects yeah. you like you were saying before Emma with the chat like having quite limited I actually think it's my attention span yeah because You're I'm not flicking used to, from thing to thing yeah yeah and and if somebody's flicking with me I can I can flip too you know but if somebody wants like a big deep and meaningful oh yeah <laughs> not prepared. it is hard it is really hard you just it's like taking on the running of the household and all those things there's just so much it's such a mental drain that people yeah. that don't realize for example husbands don't understand mm. how how full-on that is yeah there's lots of talk about mental load now like amongst our mother group mm. and that's the thing about motherhood is I didn't realize how much I would need people to be in the exact same space as me like I'm so lucky that I've got a friend that I've been friends with for a long time and our two children are pretty much the exact same age you know less than a month between each and I cannot believe how important she is in my life just whether we talk each other or not when you do you know have the opportunity to have a big you know brain dump about what's happening hearing that that is also what's happening for them mm-hmm. you know I suppose it's the whole feeling seen thing that mm. that is is incredible and and yes it's great with other friends that have children of different ages too but nothing beats somebody going through the same thing yeah. even more so than husbands yeah well that's a completely different experience for them isn't it exactly. yeah right exercise Em, what's your current weekly regime? I'm still pretty all over the place, to be honest with that. I'm I'm actually happy with just doing what fits in. Yeah. Like I've tried the I've tried the approach of prioritizing the exercise over other things, but I feel like that makes me too stressed out, and I start to become, you know, if the plan suddenly changed and I said that I was going to exercise today, then it makes me feel. Um, you know a bit stressed out mm-hmm. so I just go with if I'm feeling like going for a run and the time's right I do it or if I feel like doing a workout and the time's right I do it so mm-hmm. I mean generally each week it would range anywhere from like one to even five times honestly mm-hmm. or even every day for a week it just honestly just depends if everything's falling into place for me then I'll try and squeeze something in most days but then I'm more than happy to not as well if that makes sense yeah um yeah. that's where I'm at I have place to be in. yeah it's really good I'm so glad I've got there because I used to be not zero or a hundred so yeah. I wasn't exercising at all for months on end and then I'd be like right it's not good enough I need to I want to feel better I want to be fitter blah 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 then I'd go to the other extreme and I'm exercising every single day but then other things were falling behind which were then making me feel stressed out and all that kind of thing so like I just had to let go of all of that and just fit it in when it works and I yeah I feel like that in itself has a really positive effect on my life because I'm yeah I'm happy with that which is great yeah and I've really started running running these days which has been awesome awesome um I think the um shuttles what's the speed Uh, session yeah, the speed session shuttle intervals have yeah. really improved my running fitness. Like, 
I mean, I could even go for a 14 or 15K run and get wow. home and still feel like I can keep running. Wow, amazing. Um, yeah, like where it, yeah, so that's been. And it's so handy, those shuttles on the lawn, because the kids can be running around on the lawn as well. Yeah, You can exactly. do it anytime. Yeah, I love yeah. them. They're my favorite. So yeah, I was just going to say, what's your favorite dedicate workout? Yeah, so, oh, well, it's a hard, a hard question because I do love the other one is box hit. I love yeah. box hit. And what I like about that is I like the, I'm not going to be able to think of the word, but it's it's lots of movements. It's always lots of movements. It's not just like one lot of burpees. Well, sometimes it is. Yeah, you, you, know, you don't um, feel the grind as much, but you still get no. sweaty and puffed. and okay. yeah. yeah. I always feel it like your mind a bit mm. Yeah. I, I, that would be box hit. And if I can say two, then the speed sessions. Awesome. Um, shuttle, shuttle intervals my, is my favorite one. Cool. Yeah. And um, advice for anyone starting out with exercise? So I would say my advice would be is just to chip away. Um, and also, I don't know, if you feel like doing it, then do it. What do I mean by that is if you don't feel like doing it, I don't know that it's necessarily always the right time to be doing it. Like it's okay to feel like not doing it. I don't know, it's such a hard thing because sometimes it is the right time to do it but then also it's not the right time. So I guess if you haven't exercised for say a, a week and you're only starting out and you don't feel like doing it, I would say that it's a perfect opportunity to do it. Whereas if you're starting out and you've done a few sessions and then one day you wake up, and you don't feel like doing it, then don't do it. Yeah. Do it the next day. Yeah. That makes, makes sense. sense. Don't really force it when it's not right. Yeah. But then have it in your mind knowing that you can't just keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I literally wouldn't wouldn't exercise if that was the case. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> love it. And Luce, your current exercise regime. Um, so my current um, is getting up before the kids get up to do it. So usually about five thirty, quarter to six. So I've been doing a bit more weights to try and not wake the kids. Yeah, so it's not jumping around. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's that's been you know a fun challenge. I'm the type of person that will just likes to get things ticked off so that's why I like doing it first thing in the morning because it's like that ticked off and then I don't have to worry about it anymore because I'm you know other than the children I've just got such a small part of my life that outside of the home that requires my attention so it will be interesting when I go back to work for the two weeks how I I manage the mental load of right I've ticked that off but actually I've got so many other things to tick off that day Mm. I think it'll be tough, yeah, Luce. So, yeah, so knowing that it's only for two weeks, you know, is, is a bit yeah. of a driver. But yeah, since the cyclone, because it took Sam so long to get to work, we just kind of changed our routine up a bit. So bed earlier, and I am so much better. I'm a better mum because of it. Awesome. Um, those endorphins, like yeah. I absolutely will admit I'm addicted to the endorphins from yeah. it because I just feel so much better about myself whether whether I am half-assing the session or not, or whether I'm doing a 20-minute or 15-minute one, it makes no difference to, to how I feel about what I'm doing. It's the fact that I got up and did something for me, and I did something hard. Mm -hmm. um, you know, with, with parenting of young children, it is hard in so many ways, but I can control how hard I go on a workout. Yeah. 
So um, I really enjoy um, getting yeah getting that done, and I'm really enjoying exercise at the moment. It's nice to get back into it. You know, I really feel like I'm out of the postpartum stage. You know, it does take a while, almost two years, and I only just feel like I'm coming out of it. So it's nice. Really getting to, that fitness um, and strength back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what's your fave workout, your favorite dedicated workout? Probably resisted. Cool. Yeah. I like that it's got a bit of everything. Like you, Emma, you know, I like constantly moving. So I'm not quite at the Pilates um, session yet because sometimes I do find it too still and then my mind um, starts moving. And I, what I like about exercise is my mind isn't doing anything. It's just my body. Mm-hmm. Um so resistance like a good um you know just got a wee mix of of pilates and the fact that there's some no jumping ones which help um with the kids is, is really good and you <laughs> yeah i i definitely got woken up by you doing resisted when i was there <laughs> yeah i've never so, done um, one huh? oh i've never done a resisted is that the one with the bands yeah, yeah. oh i've got the bands <laughs> Well, you just have to wait, wait till you feel like doing it in and then you can do it. Yeah. Um, and Luce, what would your advice be to someone who's struggling to be consistent? It's probably follow a plan. Take, take the decision making out of it. Follow a, follow a plan and just do it. Yeah, until you've um, created the habit sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to take a while to get comfortable making a decision of whether to do or not. You have to be really in, not not in the early stage of going back to exercise. I think you need to be a bit more disciplined, you know, when you're trying to get consistency. Mm-hmm. And then your consistency will just happen naturally from that because it's just a normal part of your life. Love I, it, really, like that, I really like that graph you share, Kate. You know, um, is it from the brain, Dr. Yeah, or she's someone? good, eh? So good. It's got like the, um, new, you know, New Year's Eve thing on it and then it's got, where you are now yeah and how the graph you just do a little bit now yeah so if you do what how many weeks till january now like six weeks six weeks or something like that that. say it's about six weeks so if you start exercising now and you just do three workouts a week or three that includes walks or runs by january you would have done 18 instead of zero and you've already started that that process yeah i love it yeah and it's a process yeah, and you have to learn along the way, all that stuff. Eh? Yeah. Like people just think oh, you get started and then um, it'll happen. But you, mm. yeah. It's all part of the game. Yeah, the big old life game. All right, 10 questions. M, funny memory from childhood, just whatever comes to your mind straight away. You can't include anybody else in your funny memories. Oh, yes, you um, can. That's what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I say mine while Emma's thinking? Are you going to ask me the same question? Should I be yeah. thinking about mine when you say it? Yeah, yeah. Mine is the first thing that just came to my head then was Lucy chasing because Emma's scared of birds and chooks. Lucy chasing Emma all around the house down to the watershed everywhere with a chook. And then for some reason, it just makes me laugh picturing the chook being pressed against the window while um, yeah. Emma's shut the in the room with a, door, you know, a window door. Um, and the chook's like glass pressed door. glass door, window door, glass door, and the chook's like face is squashed up against the the window, and Emma's screaming. Not much yeah, could get her know. down, but a big yeah, whack on the back, one strategy that I'd use, and then mm. um, <laughs> and a kick, kick to the ribs. 
and then um, <laughs> Lucy would get the the birds out. <laughs> uh, oh, it was funny. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, um, a, a funny thing that I always remember about is um, going to the golf course with Dad and yeah. Mum. And, yeah. And so I think I don't know. I mean, it wasn't a very good idea right from the get go, was it, to go to the golf course with Dad? But um, <laughs> Mum was. <laughs> Mum was trying to play golf. Do you remember that, Lucy? Psycho. I'm still disturbed by it. <laughs> and mum, mum was swinging. She was awful. She was so bad. She was taking out divots of the green and Dad was losing <laughs> it. Of the green or on the course? Day. Not on the not on the actual green. Oh, on the cross, oh, sorry. On the I course. Play golf. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. What just like the we tee off from? Yeah, yeah. Just like swearing and stuff, and then at that stage of life, we'd never heard her really swear. She was, <laughs> she was loose. That really, that really appealed to my sense of humor. Who, who was with us? Um, oh, too was, good. It, was it Mark? Oh. Yeah, I think I don't know who it was, but you know, it was very funny. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, well, she. I finally had it on video. It's probably going viral on TikTok. Sorry, Dad was doing that thing where he still like had to be all competitive. It's like, why mm. don't you help Mum like get better and stuff? But he was just like <laughs> too busy worried about his own shot. Oh, yeah, it was probably really bad that he would have been taking it out on us, and we were only allowed to use certain clubs. And, and oh Mum was goodness. taking it out on us rather than taking it out on Dad. It's like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Lois? Uh, funniest memories, honestly, anything just in the bunk room in the sound, yeah. <laughs> um, of you guys and you guys making me do stuff. Like what? Um, what do we make you do? I felt just so cool, honestly. <laughs> it was like, Did you feel like a pack of jelly crystals or something? Yeah, and I remember at one stage I had chocolates or something. Yeah. And they were melting on my chest while I was getting told off. Something. <laughs> Honestly, and just yeah, any anything happened. Um, you guys bringing Father Christmas, um, and prank calling him, and you know I was there thinking that it was actually Father Christmas, and you guys were like swearing at him and stuff. Oh, what about the time Kate told me that she was going to be changed into a boy? That <laughs> <laughs> was me. We both did. Was it you that told me that Kate was going to be changed into a boy? It was. It was well, both you- of us at and Tisharangi. And you started crying, oh. and you're like, I don't yeah. want Kate to be a boy. Because oh, I think you're going to Dunedin or something, Kate, and we were yeah. saying yeah. you're going down there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Little funny things, eh, that just yeah. just make your stomach at the time just, like, ache. I just wish I could do that every day, laugh to my tummy was sore. Hey, are we doing an Aussie trip next year? Don't know. We have to talk about that. We can have those laughs then. Yeah. Um, in memory from boarding school. Like what sort of memory? I don't know. Just funny, anything? funny one. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be back to the pranking. Um, but like pranking um, the matrons down in the office when we could see them from the phone. Definitely a highlight. <laughs> How could you see them? Oh, were you in the new boarding house? The new boarding house, and the phones were like down the far oh, just, end. Yeah, and then you could see out out 
down into um you know the, the main <laughs> area and like I remember Anthea one of the yeah I remember the, Anthea she never thought it was funny we did we just order you know just pretend to order pizza from them and I don't know real stupid stuff I can't remember just sometimes I think you know, yeah be quite silly but anyway oh the stupidest silly stuff is the best yeah. so mm-hmm. good though yeah Lois uh probably seventh form just being in those um those flats were you were you in those ones Kate were you the yeah. first year yeah yeah so just like waking up and you're just living you know and what's kind of like an apartment with your friends like that yeah. that was really cool and like that kind of insight into adulthood and the, um, independence yeah fun it's cool hey um um, if you didn't live in Tarkaka, where would you live? Well, like if you could live anywhere, do you mean? Yeah, anywhere. Let's just say, um, I don't know, it would have to be a city. Yeah. Let's say Sydney. I always really liked Manly when I went there. Cool. Manly Beach and Manly City, yeah. Awesome. Sydney. Cool. Hmm. Los? Uh, I really like Wellington. Ah, hippie. <laughs> Cocktail or champagne, Em? Oh. Champagne. Cocktail. Long socks or ankle, M? Like, do you mean the ones, ankle ones you can't actually see? Yeah. No, I'll go longer. Please. Um, loose. Ankle. Next holiday. Hopefully just to Nelson in a, in a few, in a week or two. M, um, Los. We're going Rotoweedy at New Year's. Nice. Favourite thing to do for self-care, M? Uh, self-tanning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I've joined the club. Wow. I know. Not currently, but. Awesome. But like once a fortnight. Nice, nice. Los? Uh, exercise. Cool. M, favourite fast food or takeaways? A cheeseburger from McDonald's. <laughs> Loose. Probably a bento bowl. Ah, yum. Favourite city in the world, M? Will I go Sydney again? Yeah, I thought you might. Loose? Uh, not that I've been, but New York. I haven't really been, so that must be on the on the list then. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 40th maybe. Oh, God, yes. Sounds good. It's not far Yours away. Yours mine? Yours. Mine's too far away. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, podcast recommendation M. Uh, the teacher's trial. Oh, and the teacher's pet. Yes, I like first. the teacher's pet. But I think I'm even more into the teacher's trial. Yes, you have to watch both. The yeah, teacher's listen. Pet yeah. Trial. Yeah. I'll there listen to is it. no. There's no better podcast day. Eh? There is no better one. Like it has to be the best. Have you listened to Shandy's story? It's by the same guy. It's quite good. It's not as good, but it's pretty good. I'll do that next. Yeah. Yes. It's about teachers. It's about a teacher yep. who murdered his wife. Oh yeah. Loose. Um, I really enjoy Life Uncut. Ah, I haven't listened to that. Um yeah. it's uh two two Aussie chicks and they're on the radio in Aussie too. Mm-hmm. Um and they just cover yeah, cover everything to do to do with women, you know, motherhood and societal expectations and things. And they're just funny, they've got got good banter. Can you guys please also try We Mean Well? It's my favourite podcast. And I start 
talking like them and no one else does and I need some other people to start talking like them as well. <laughs> and the weekend I was like, um, oh. oh, you're a good boy, aren't you? To someone and that's from the podcast and so it didn't have, wasn't funny. Were you talking <laughs> to your husband when you were saying that? Or no, what? I was away. I was with a group of people. No. Yeah, but, uh, who was the good boy? Mars. I don't remember what it was about. All right, you two. Thank you so much. That's been so nice to really sit down and have a good chat and learn Thanks. some things about you guys that, you know, we, I mean, we have DMs, don't we? But like, they're not quite as serious, I guess. I feel like our conversations are always rudely interrupted by small humans. Yeah, Yeah, 100. (laughs) I think it's nice that all three of us are on the same conversation because it's like I'm normally having this conversation with Lucy or Kate. Yeah, yeah. But it's like we don't often have um, all three of our inputs, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what we should do, write down, like I'll write down interview questions (laughs) next Christmas. Yeah. Right. Love you guys lots. Thank you so much. I have to find a good yeah. pick to go with the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and thanks so much to Emma and Lucy for their time and opening up to us today. I hope you enjoyed getting to know them. The Dedicate podcast will be back in term one next year with season eight. In the meantime, here are some of my favourite recent episodes you might have missed. Steph Borowski, Parents Separating, Motherhood, Faith and Instagram Marketing. Liv Hewitson, Dwarfism, Motherhood and Instagram, and Bex Heyman, Singing Career, Farm Life and Motherhood Amongst Tragedy and Business. And of course, if you're not already a Dedicate member, we encourage you to give it a go. Don't wait till January, start creating habits now. With huge variety of short and effective workouts and down-to-earth trainers, we know you will love it. Get started with your seven-day free trial at kateobbyfitness.com and I'll see you there.